Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 85 of the Hawks Talk Podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks Podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I am Jackson, joined by Logan. Logan, before we get into everything that's going on in the Hawks Twitterverse, I'm just going to go and ask you, as always, how are you doing? That is the absolute state of the Hawks world right now. That was... Hopefully that wasn't... Hopefully that didn't, like, burst anybody's eardrums. Hopefully it wasn't too loud, but... Uh, yeah, you know, um... You know, I'm nice to be back, by the way. I missed last episode. It was a draft episode, so... Um, Hawks fans, you guys are gonna have to worry a lot about the draft now. Um, because the team sucks. So you might as well listen to that episode. Learn some stuff about the draft, but, um... Yeah, man, this, uh... This is not looking good. This is not a good week. <laughs> No, this is uh well you know we talk this isn't a good week it's only monday uh a famous simpsons quote is this is the worst day of my life this is the worst day of your life so far um <laughs> kind of seems like just everything's gone bad like in the past i guess month i think we're officially at like the one month date of everything just you know things starting to slip i would say that the avalanche has started by now is that fair logan with all that's come out today <clears throat> i wouldn't I wouldn't say the avalanche has started. I would say it's like today was sort of um, it was like the last couple. It was like the last snowfall, and now the avalanche is kind of it's like coming down. And you know, Hawks Twitter's at the bottom of the mountain. And you know, uh, what's that Joker quote from The Dark Knight? Um, something when like the backs turn, people they will eat each other or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what's happening. Um, they, there is there's mutiny in Hawks Twitter world. There is uh it's chaos. It it is it is you know, it's bad, man. But um <laughs> there's I'm not doing anything but laughing. There's nothing you can do. It's just funny. It's happening yeah, no, again. We're, the John we're, we're the John Collins the drama moment. is happening again. Somehow we extended him and the drama is still here. I don't know how it keeps coming back, but it's here again. And and look I was not expecting the John Collins stuff to start again, man. I thought we were past this. I was, I was like, okay, may, you know, in the past there's been some, you know, manufactured beef by the media. There's been some, you know, half truths, half lies as well. I was not expecting to start out the Monday with an article from Shams, you know, his uh, weekly article about the NBA, his insider notes about how John Collins is frustrated with his role, frustrated that his voice isn't going unheard in the locker room, frustrated that, you know, his talks with Nate McMillan, they've happened. Apparently the talks have gone well, but apparently nothing been a result of them. So it kind of seems like we are back on John Collins uh, being mad watch pretty much. And especially it's only mounted more since, you know, we're not winning. Yeah, the the last two games. Well, actually, since I've last podcasted, um, we beat the Kings thanks to Kevin Herter playing phenomenal. Kevin Herter, especially that last bucket, that was such a tough bucket. It was really impressive. Um, and then then we lost both games to the the two LA teams. Um, the the Lakers beat the crap out of us, and then we and somehow we lost to the Clippers. We're, we're an embarrassment, frankly. We're we're a sad, sad a team. Clippers team without Paul George and Kawhi. 
and who were on a back to back, and they did, and they played sixteen hours before they played us. Coffee, <laughs> coffee dropped a twenty bomb on us. Uh, I don't think that guy scored twenty points at, since high school. Um, yeah, the the team is bad, and um, the article comes out today. Shams, uh, there's a few things. One, he was like, "Yeah, John Collins is upset with his role," and also, and this was completely conjecture on Shams' part. I'm pretty sure, but he was like, "But you know." Maybe he's in a trade. He's eligible. He's eligible to be traded in five days. You know, maybe he's in a Ben Simmons trade. I think that's straight up just like media, like Shams making it up. I'm sure that's what Daryl Morey would like from the Hawks. You know, the whole the whole time. The reason Ben Simmons is still on the Sixers is Morey wants a bona fide, really good player and not a package. Um, and you know, nobody's trading that for Ben Simmons. Um, and the best option for that on the Hawks is John Collins. But so I don't think the trade stuff is at all credible. Um, but John, Coll- I mean, I, I personally, I don't blame him for being pissed off at, at the team. Um, they're playing like a bunch of fucking sissies. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's bad to say, but they're playing soft as hell. They're playing no defense or if they do play with defense, they have no offense. They don't communicate. They have no vocal leader, really, because Trey's not a vocal leader. He's he's just, that's not a style. I mean, Solomon Hill was a vocal leader, but I feel like you kind of, you, you lose a little, a little bit of credibility when you're not actually good. Like, imagine Solomon Hill being like, come on, guys, we, we got to play some good offense, take some smart shots. What the hell does Solomon Hill know about good offense? You know, you lose a little <laughs> bit of credibility. It'd be like Jackson trying to tutor you in math, right? So, Ouch. Yeah, sorry, but... <laughs> I, I, it's just falling apart. There's no other way to put it. The, the Hawks are a bad team. John Collins is look whether or not look, I love John Collins. He's a very good player. I don't want to trade him. He's a key part to our team. Um, why does it? Why does he seem to have such a mouthpiece with the media? Why is it? You know, why does every year stories like this comes out from him? That's one sort of issue. But at the same time, I don't blame no. him for being pissed off. Somebody has I to mean, be it's hard. I, see, the thing is with the Hawks, well, apparently it's just not John who's pissed off. Like, if you saw Trey's post game comments yesterday, he was like, oh, you know, I'm, I mean, he's been frustrated for a few nights now. There's been, we'll talk about Trey a bit later. He dropped 56 and 14 and they lost. I don't blame <laughs> we, him for being mad either. <laughs> and then Gallo had a thing where he, I think he did like a, an interview with Sky Sports, who's like, I believe they're an Italian basketball source. I believe. Don't quote me on that. Um, but the interview wasn't Italian, but after, you know, some people were able to translate it, basically it was Jack Gallo saying, yeah, we have like no hierarchy in the locker room. And so that's another guy. Like you can see from guys, body language. And I feel like the biggest one here from body language, you can see that Cam Reddish is frustrated. Oh, that's I, mean, whole, I feel like everyone's frustrated. That's a but, big topic yeah. we got to talk about too. Hawks Twitter was ablaze with Cam Reddish talk. Well, oh no, Cam. we have a ton to talk about on the podcast. That's I texted you and I was like, yo, like. I don't know if you want a podcast, but we got a podcast soon because it's going down, man. It's, it kind of seems like the cracks were very much in the foundation the past month, Logan. I feel like we all knew that. We were like, okay, we can still repair this. Look, it's starting to look like some stuff might start falling apart pretty soon. <laughs> look, this season, it's looking a little like chalked territory. I, I know that's negative, And, oh, last season we were in the exact same situation and we turned it around. This isn't last season, man. It's just not. We're not getting a new coach. We're not. These guys just aren't playing. I, I don't know. It's it's uh it's a lot. They are. There's just so much crap. Not none of it's good, by the way. 
so much stuff going on in the Hawks world. None of it's good. Not as there's yeah, not, no, there's literally nothing positive you there, can talk there, about. There's right not now. even like oh, Jalen and Tree for playing really well in the G League because the G League season is suspended. Um, so there's just nothing good. Um, oh, I guess there's one thing good. People were like Lou Williams seems to be out of the rotation. Um, I'm not sure if he's gonna get waived or something, but apparently he like talked to the locker room and now he's getting DNPs. So I don't know if like he's going to get bought out or if he's going to waive his no trade clause or what, but people will be happy about that. I'm sure. Um, so, so Lou seems to be out of the rotation. I guess that's the only real good news. And even then it's kind of sad. It's not like happy news, but it's probably for the best of the team. Okay. So I actually know some stuff about the Lou stuff. Okay. So basically Lou wasn't Lou has been told he's not going to play anymore. Logan, like he's not in the rotation anymore. The Hawks are just going to list him as inactive so he doesn't have to dress with the team. You know, he can just wear street clothes. and does, like there, There's no, like, oh, you might go into the game tonight. They're just straight up letting Lulu, like, you're not playing tonight. Like, you don't even have to worry about it type thing. Like, that's basically the It's out of respect that the coaching staff is doing that. And you see that a lot with vets. I know last year that the Suns did it with uh, Lanks and Galloway, I believe. And that's what the Hawks are pretty much doing. They're saying, Lou, you don't got to worry about dressing for the games. You don't have to worry about going in. Like, you're, you're not going to be playing anymore. You're out of the rotation fully. So, from now on until, you know, either Lou's traded, Lou retires or Lou just I don't know bought out like you said or get whatever Lou's not going to be dressed he's not going to be playing so I think we've I feel like unless something happens like an injury or something or like Lou's needed again I if it, everything stays normal Lou's not going to be playing again is what I'm trying to say and if he's that's not a, be dressed at all there's no potential of coming in if that's the case I don't want to see a single Hawks fan rejoice in the street and you know why Jackson he may have sucked abysmally this season that man was a key part to three very key playoff wins last year. Facts. Y'all got to pay some respects. All right. He, he, I get it. He's not good anymore. He sucks. He's washed. He plays too much. I get it. But like, let's, let's give him his flowers because he won us. He was a big part in three wins last season. Game one against the Knicks. Game, what is it? The, the huge, massive comeback against the Sixers. And game four against the Bucks, he was a huge reason why we won all three of those games. There's not a lot of players that you can really point at on our team and be like, "You were a big reason why we won that playoff game." You know, like especially three times. So, you know, uh, you know, giving giving a little bit of love because I'm sure, I'm sure he's you know it's it's got to be a sucky way for the career to end. But I kind of hope for his sake he gets to play somewhere else for the last half of the season, just like. So that way he can go out kind of on his own terms. But, you know, that's a Lou Williams news. I guess that's the only kind of positive news because, uh, you know, he, he is not a good player. So it's it's not a bad thing for the team that he's not playing. But not happy news. It's just, you know, beneficial to the team. Everything else is complete garbage all around. Though. <laughs> no, John's, you know, apparently like frustrated, banging his head against the wall. The team's not listening to him. His voice is going unheard with the coaches, the players. Trey's not wanting to like lead the team by like his voice. Like Trey's always kind of seemed like a quiet guy, like a lead by example guy. This is the part I want to talk to you about, Logan. Everybody's mad at Trey for that, but like some of like the greatest NBA players that we think of, like Tim Duncan is the main one. Kawhi Leonard. Those guys, those aren't yeah. guys who ever led by their voice. I like, those I are guys who led by example. I don't think you have to be you know, Trey doesn't have to be the guy that's rah rahing up the troops. You know, I just don't think that's got to be his role. Frankly, like, he's kind of got a, a funny sounding voice. It's probably for the best. Like, it, you know, it's it's a little funny. The little, little short guy with bad hair. Come on, guys. Like, 
let's let's put let's put in the effort on defense you can't take credibility for that trey like he can't say that so it's best that he just leads by example which by the way he needs to play better defense it's it's getting a little embarrassing some of these games growing concern the the game against the lakers was abysmal against the clippers he made it he made it a lot better but look i'm not one to complain about trey's defense that much but come on man like show a little bit more effort i get it i get it but yeah, and then um, the camera stuff where, I oh feel, god, you know he seems very upset with his role. Again, he played very few minutes against what was it, the Lakers? Um, yeah, the Lakers. I think he played like thirteen minutes, and then like apparently there was some stuff on Twitter about like how during the game, you know, Cam was yelling at someone on the coaching staff. John had to restrain Cam, and then Cam went back to the locker room, and then it, Cam came back out to the bench or something. That's that's just Twitter speculation, just something I saw on Twitter. Like I was not at the game; that wasn't reported by anybody. We, that was we, literally said by somebody random on Twitter. We we were not out there in LA. <laughs> um, no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then you know, I, I, I guess let's just talk about the cam stuff now because we're we're here. We can dive into the John stuff later. The cam stuff, the um, cam stuff, long, and I have a lot of opinion. This is the first time I've actually had been able to like form opinions and vocal about Cam Reddish. I think I well, think I'm ready to do well, it. My thing is so here. Here's the way I see it. He absolutely should probably play more than guys like Teal. Like he should be getting 20 minutes a night pretty consistently. He has value in his catch and shoot. He gets the line. Offensively, we know what he does consistently this year. He shoots on when he's on balance. When he's balanced, he can catch shoot and well. Shoot. And when he when he attacks Iraq, he gets to the foul line. Um, that's more or less it. You don't want him taking pull ups. He's not going to hit those. You, he's not a playmaker. He's not defensively. You know, he it's not that good. Um, it's certainly not as good as it could be, which is sort of where I feel like a crux of the issue is. That's why I think the coaching staff seemingly has issues with him because they know he should be a defensive leader and he's just not playing like it this year. Um, and there's sort of been this argument of like, you know, uh, like I guess people that are pro Cam saying, why should Cam have to buy into the system when he kind of gets jerked around a lot, when his role always changes when he, you know, he'll he'll play well during the COVID era, and then he gets basically benched for TLC, um, which I do get. I saw one quote on Twitter that was basically they're asking for consistency from the guy with the most inconsistent role. I see that. I get that. Um, I don't ultimately agree with that side. The way I see it, like Cam is not the only player that's had to like fight to um, like fight for the next contract, fight for his place in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like. Every single player on this team should know and should have known for the past year and a half, two years, I guess not two years, but like since the start of last season, hey, this isn't about you. This is a team where the strength is supposed to be like greater than the sum of its parts. You, you, sometimes you're, you know, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice. Cam Reddish is not the only guy that has to see a reduced role. Like, like, I don't see why he's a victim in this sense. He's not a victim because he played less, in my eyes. He sucked against the Lakers, so he got benched. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say this real quick. Against the Lakers, you know, four, people are like, oh, Cam only played 14 minutes. It's like, look, I'm going to be the first to say it. I feel like me and you, Logan, we feel very, you know, me and you, we've disagreed on Cam Rush in the past. You know, as we should, we have differing opinions. Just because we run the same podcast doesn't mean we agree on everything. You know, we can both attest to that. Look, I've always kind of been, you know, more pro Cam than you. I'll basically say that. Look, Cam played those 14 minutes, and he was terrible in all of them. Like, you can't just play a guy 
and just be like, yeah, you know, you've been terrible through the 14 minutes. Yeah, you can keep playing. Um, that's just not how this works. Like, like that's not how it should work for anybody. I don't care if you're Trey Young. I don't care if you're DeLon Wright. I don't care if you're Sharif Cooper. If you're playing bad, you shouldn't get minutes. It, I don't know why that's so hard for everybody to understand. Like, nobody should be guaranteed minutes just because, you know, oh, you're the guy. Like, no, that's not how any of this works. It, and it's also funny. That's not how any of this works at any level of sports. Like, in, like in Little League, if you play bad, you're probably not going to play as much as someone who's playing good. High school basketball. Play bad, you're not playing as someone playing good. College and the pros, I never played those. I imagine it's the same. And th- this, yeah, this is the other thing. People will say, well, then why does TLC play so much? And I get it. TLC is not tearing it up out there. But I think the coach sta- coaching staff sees it as at least TLC is focused and buys into his role. TLC gets, hey, I'm not very good at offense. I'm going to cut to the rim a couple times. going to take my shots, and I'm going to focus on defense. I think... That's why he well he starts because he knows his role and he's not gonna like cloud it and Cam's you know in theory he has more room on the bench to do more to create more um, and I think Cam sort of has been getting played less because one he hasn't been playing great and two he gets upset with it he kind of you know he wants I guess he wants more isolation opportunities he wants he wants to get something rolling. On his on his end, and he's not really playing great defense, especially not as good as it could. So then he gets benched, and then obviously it like feeds into it, and then he gets frustrated. He's clearly an emotional guy, like in terms of playing. Like he plays with his heart on his sleeve sometimes. That's not a bad thing, um, but it, it, I just don't fully agree with the fa- like. I've saw people saying like we should just trade him so that way he can you know because we're not giving him a fair shake. Like he deserves to be somewhere he can you know prosper, and it's like. He's not like some victim here. It, 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 he's a guy who, if he wanted to play 30 minutes a game, you know what he could do? He could focus on defense and really buckle down and play great defense. I guarantee you, if he could play good perimeter defense, he'd play 35 minutes a night right now because nobody else on the fucking team is playing defense. But he's not. And I get yeah, this, no, the whole victimization of Cam Reddish thing has gone way too it, far. People do I just want to say that. Pe- pe- people do it with Matt Ryan, too. Like, it's always everyone's fault except Matt Ryan to some folks. But at least Matt Ryan has earned his stripes. You know, at least Matt Ryan's been here for 15, 12. He's an MVP! Yeah, at least Matt Ryan's been here 12 years, and he's done things for the franchise. Cam Reddish, love you, buddy. I want to see you prosper. I'd be I'd be nothing but happy if, if he, you know, was in the league for... 15 years and made a bunch of money and his in the reddish family was set for forever you haven't earned that like you just haven't earned that in the league he just hasn't like and i get part of the issue is he wants to go and prove it but like he's not he's not playing that great so and the coaches want to win and the team wants to win I know Cam Reddish wants to win, but it's just like it's just not working well enough to justify playing him a bunch so we can get a bunch of opportunities, except for the COVID games, which obviously he had to. It's it's a it's a tricky situation. I'm not saying like the coaching staff is not being a little bit stupid here. Like I like they are not managing this great, in my opinion. Um, Nate McMillan also hasn't coached in like two weeks. Keep in mind, like well, like we have a, a bum ass assistant coach coaching because of covid i don't know man it's uh it's kind of tricky it's i don't fully agree with the sort of cam is a victim mentality but i I do get what they're saying but i also just 
I don't think he deserves special. Like, did Kevin Herter not have to sacrifice last year? He knew he was up for an extension. He knew what he would be playing for. You know, he's, he still played his role, especially in the postseason. He played his damn role, played defense, and he got an extension. Like, I, it's not like Cam Reddish is the first guy that's ever had to go out there and play to prove himself, and he didn't get ample opportunity. We're not, you know, we're not supposed to be a rebuilding team anymore. We don't have to give young guys minutes just because they, they we, we really want to see what they can do. No, we, we're supposed to be given whoever that night can win us the game minutes and um some nights that's not cam it's also usually not tlc frankly but you know um (laughs) that's uh that's a separate issue i don't know it's sort of i'm back and forth on the on the cam reddish subject honestly all right let me i kind of want to give my take on cam reddish just in general is that okay yeah i actually made a tweet like this so if you you're probably about to i mean if you saw my tweet you probably know where i'm going with this look I, you know, I believe I was hot. I, me and Logan, we were both huge on Cam Reddish pre-draft. Wanted Cam at, you know, 10. I honestly, looking back on it, I think that night we kept 8 and 10. You know, we never trade up on Hunter. I probably take Cam at 8 if we're being honest. Higher than 10, you know. Thankfully, you know, the Wizards go with uh, Hachimura. We get Cam at 10. Big fan, you know. The Cam fam, you know what? It's a, They're a very dedicated bunch. You know, I was a part of one once. Look. I'm going to say it from somebody who looks at the Hawks and I don't like the only player that I think on this team is untouchable, untradeable, all of that. Like he's the only guy that like above all else, his happiness should come before anyone else's. That's Trey Young. Everybody else. I mean, they're, you, if, if it makes Trey happy, then you, you got to go. <laughs> like it's as simple as that. <laughs> but look back to Cam Strictly. We all see the potential. We all see the flashes. We all, you know, the 30-point games during the COVID, you know, the uh, the game versus the Nets last year, the playoff game versus the Bucks. I mean, how could you forget yep. all these? These are all flashes. These are all potential, you know. And th- those are just, like, great games, honestly. You know, there's obviously more, like, you know, game where he doesn't do stuff, but you still see the flashes of good defense. Remember the steal last year against Orlando, the steal against Miami in no, 2020. Nobody can deny that he has flashes. Nobody can deny that because no, he you, absolutely does. You can't deny, you can't deny Cam's talent or potential the thing is is that look if we're a rebuilding team i'm all for this i'm all for saying hey let's get you a ton of minutes you figure it out you know hopefully these flashes and talents they go from being you know flashes and and flashes and random bits of talent to you're putting it together consistently you're doing it every single night and you're you're a consistent player right now i think cam's still a very inconsistent player and i don't think anybody should have an issue with that like if your biggest thing for defending Cam Reddish, you're saying, hey, nobody matches this guy, what this guy does physically and what he does talents and, you know, his skills. Because nobody does. I mean, Cam has the perfect archetype. He has the perfect physicals. You know, Trey is limited by his physical ability. John Collins is li- limited by his physical ability. I know you're probably like, oh, well, John's six foot eight, but, you know, John's a, a you know, John's not a wing. You know, he's, he's a big man. He's, if he's John limit- was seven foot, we're. Yeah, John, John is limited because he's not very strong and he's not a great ball handler. So he's limited in, you know, both that. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Hunter's limited because, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's laterally kind of slow. I mean, that's obviously something that can be worked on. That's not like a hype thing where you're just like, oh, yeah, this is how tall you are. Look, Cam has the most God-given abilities and talents on this team by far. You know, Cam, in his own right, is a very athletic player. I don't think that gets talked about enough. You know, he he's fast. He can jump. He can do all of that. The thing is, Logan... I'm all for all of that. I'm all for, I want us to be the team who figures it out because I still see the potential. I see the 20 plus points per game score who plays good defense every night with the playmaking ability and the shot creation ability. The thing is, Logan, stuff changed last year. 
And nobody, you know, call it a fluke season, call it whatever you want to. Give all the hate to that season. You know, obviously a lot of people are frustrated and mad with the Hawks. I get it. I feel like I'm the same way. Look, I, if we're trying to win games, and you know, which we are, we just handed out, what was it, $400 million worth of extensions? Yeah. We, we can't play the game of developing young talent anymore. You know, we just can't. Like, in the way that people think we can, like, we can play guys in the G League all we want to. We can get give guys, you know, the garbage time minutes. Like, look at Jalen Johnson, Shree Cooper. That is the new development plan for young guys. And people need to realize this. The days of us playing, you know, guys like 20-plus minutes a night and starting guys just because, you know, they're young, we're developing them, Lloyd Pierce, you know, those days. Those days are over. We're trying let's to win games. We're, we've been, put, this team has been invested way. into. Let's put, if you're a third-year player, the word potential is not in the lexicon for this team. We're not worried about potential if you're a third. If you're, if you're a Kongu, if you're Jalen, if you're Sharif, okay, we talk about potential. If you're a third-year, we don't talk about Hunter's potential. We don't talk about John's potential. We don't talk about Trey's potential. We don't talk about Herder's. We don't. We shouldn't talk about Reddish's potential. We should talk about what they can do reasonably this season and, you know, within the next 50, 60 games and, like, in the postseason, looking into the next season. We shouldn't be talking about, you know, in two years he can put it together. It's just... He's almost done with his rookie contract. He's like 70% done with the rookie contract, guys. Like, okay, maybe not 70, 60%, 65%. Like, he, he he's running out of time to figure it out if he wants to be a star. That's how the NBA works. This is not the baseball where you get five, six years and then you, you know, become Mike Trout and then you're great. This is not NHL where, you know, you break into the league four years after you get drafted and then you figure it out. This is the NBA where by year three, typically, if you're going to be that fucking guy, you're showing it. Typically, not always. Consistently. There's, but most of the time, if you're going to be a star, you're showing that promise by year three. And I don't mean flashes. I mean, you know, you're averaging, you know, like 17 plus. You're averaging these sorts of performances. You're not flashing them. You know what I mean? And. I just think that the potential word gets thrown around way too much because he's he's in year three. I get he's been limited by injuries. Which, by the way, if we're going to talk about Hunter being an injury concern, Cam needs to be in the same breath. Unfortunately, like both Thank these you. guys, both these guys miss twenty thirty games a year. Like they just do. Um, Cam has an Achilles soreness for six months. He has a tw- an ankle injury which he tweaked just last game. Um, and, and, you know, it's basketball, so it's ankle injuries that are going to happen. But, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it goes both ways. Hunter and Reddish clearly have some injury concerns consistently throughout their three years. So it's like, I don't know. Cam gets too much fanfare for being a solid role player. And and at some point, you got to view him as the role player and not the guy that could be Paul George. Because, you know, if if you were if I was a betting man, and if any of you guys were betting people, um, I would not bet on him becoming Paul George. I would bet on him becoming a, a good role player. Um, and which, by the way, guys, good role players have 30-point games every once in a while. I feel like because Cam had those two 30-plus-point uh, games during the COVID era that people were like, see, he's not a role player. He's like, role players have 30-plus-point games. Like, you know, they have th- – that's how it works. You don't score your average every single game. Like, Kevin Herter just had a monster game against the Kings. He's still a role player, but he had a monster game because that's what you do. That's what averages are. Sometimes you go way above, sometimes you go way below. Like, anyway, uh, I didn't want to, like, take over your, your, your explanation, but 
Sorry. Oh, no, I'm, no, I was glad to get your input. Look, basically what I'm trying to say is, like, you can do all of that. I think I've kind of come to the conclusion, Logan. Yeah. I'm kind of over the Cam Reddish experience. Like, I, I think I've had enough. And it all comes down to the fact we're trying to win games now. I can't do this whole, you know, look, I'm going to show flash of a star. Let's say a 10-game span. Cam has two games where he's, you know, he's like, okay, we have the next Paul George. He probably has four games where he's like, okay, he's a good role player. And then he has four more games where he's just terrible. Like, is that fair to say? Terrible? Yeah. No, I'm going with it. Look, I'm over the Cam Reddish experience. I, I think it's time. And I still see the potential in him. And, you know, one thing that's concerning a lot of Hawks fans is like, yeah, we're going to trade this guy. He's going to go somewhere else, and he's going to put up 20 points per game, and he's going to be a star, and he's going to be like, like, look, you can't be scared of that. Like, <laughs> we can't be scared of that anymore. Like, I, I, we, I will, we're invested into this team. We're invested into this core. I will say, I, I completely think that is possible. I think it's possible Cam gets traded somewhere and goes off. He's going to do it on a bad team, though. He's not going to be on a playoff contending team right now. And being a good, great starter, no, he like he could go to the Pistons. Like, I don't want Jeremy Grant. I don't think we're getting him. But let's just say cameras for Jeremy Grant. Yeah, he would go to the Pistons and he'd probably put up twenty plus. Josh Jackson put up like eighteen plus for a while in his was it, his rookie year or sophomore year. Like guys with talent that get an ample amount of opportunity. Yeah, they put up points like that. It doesn't may doesn't mean they're bound for stardom, but. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be excited about trading Cam just because, one, I'm attached to him because I I, I was more excited for the Cam Reddish draft pick than I have been for, for probably any draft pick of any of my teams ever. Like, there's never been a Falcons draft pick that excited me that much. The Hawks, like, like you know, I was honestly a little upset when we traded for Trey because I wanted Luka. Um, you know, I, I liked Hunter, but I didn't like trading up. A Kongu man, like whatever you get what I'm saying, right? I have attachment there. I don't want to trade him because he could be really good, but at the same time, like we can't wait forever. And, and this season is very quickly looking like a lost season. And let's be honest, guys, like this is the last year where Trey is on a cheap contract. Next year, Trey's cap hit goes from what, like eight mil to thirty five. <laughs> this is the last yeah. year, and it would suck because Trey is playing like an MVP. To blow it because basically none of the ancillary pieces around Trey are performing well because Bogey's not playing that well, Hunter's been out, Reddish's. I, I'm not really complaining about Reddish's performance, but defensively he's been lacking, and that's the team's biggest issue is defense. Capella's been bad on the most part, you know. Gallo bad. You, you you get what I'm saying? Like we need more guys around Trey that will consistently deliver. And and that's just not Cam or really most of this team's mo right now. So I don't want to trade Cam, and if we do, I'd want a damn good player like a starter level guy. But it's it, in my opinion, it's time to to throw the word potential away for Cam. Like maybe next year it happens if we keep him, but I'm not betting on it. You know? Yeah. But basically, back to my point from earlier, so I can finish that up. Look. I, I think Cam can be that guy. At this point, we need higher quality and more consistent guys around Trey. Trey's the franchise. I have no issue saying I've been saying that for years now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say until Trey's off the team, whether that be due to retirement or Trey wanting out or something, you know, something like that happening. Thank we need we need to trade for the Please next no. guy that ask out. The issue is that guy is Trey. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah. Basically, look, I wish Cam well. I 
I, I want off of the Camerish experience. You know, let him be someone else's project. Let him be somebody else's, you know. Let him start 25 minutes a night and put up, you know, stats where he has, like, six turnovers and he's shooting two for eight. You know, his defense. And his defense has regressed. Can we talk about that for a second? Nobody ever talks about that with Cam. Like, there was a stat today from, you know, Cranjus Basketball where, you oh, know, they brother. have the whole LeBron stat. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Brother. Oh, yeah. The advanced analytics are coming out, people. And they said that Cam Reddish had graded as their worst uh, wing-defending archetype player since, like, they invented the stat. Like, and also, that matches the eye test. Cam has not been a good defender this year, just from watching the games. Like, me and Logan, I'd say we watch pretty much every single game. At some wing, point. Wing. I don't always watch them live, <laughs> but at some yeah, point I, I mean, will watch. Promise. Look, I can't I, I can't do this whole thing of people being like, Oh yeah, we need to start Cam for defense. Cam ain't playing good defense, people. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It's not really you shouldn't have to hear this. TLC at time TLC been better than, than Cam at defense for a month now. And like bring me your hate. Bring me all that. You don't want to hear it because it's true. You are attached to this man. It is a toxic relationship. I was once a part of it. I was once doing it. I can't live. And here's the thing. I And we're going into a contract extension year. I can't extend someone off of their potential, Logan. I just cannot do it. You'll know what nope. happened to the last team who did that, Logan? Who? The Timberwolves. And they did it with Andrew Wiggins. And see how that panned out for them. Mm. Preach. Because no, not gr- only... Granted, Cam won't be in that much money, but anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. You don't pay guys off their potential. There are probably better cases that. Look. Look how that panned out for the, uh, the Timberwolves. They had to trade Wiggins... And a pick who turned into Jonathan Kuminga for D'Lo. And, you know, whatever. I don't really care about that trade. I don't care about either of those teams. I have no investment. Look, I'm not investing in the guy's potential. It's about what you can do for me now. I don't care about what Cam's going to be doing in three years. Because realistically, you know, like Logan said earlier, year three, you kind of know what a guy's going to be if they've played as many minutes as Cam has. And, you know, Cam's played a ton of minutes. Like, I feel like people think that Cam's been, like, playing five minutes per game for his entire career. Aside from when he's been injured, he's been playing a ton of minutes. Look, I've seen the flashes. I've seen what he can maybe be. I've seen what his potential is. I've seen the talent. I've seen everything. I am ready. And my philosophy just changed. And, you know, it's nothing against Cam. It's nothing against his fan base. You know, his fan base, you know, they've, they're starting to, you know, get some hate for being that of, like, a former Hulk, Jeremy Lenz. I saw that today. Um, my philosophy just changed. We need to get better. We need to get more high-quality player. We need to get guys, and their main thing is they need to be high-quality, and they need to be consistent. And Cam is just not that right now. So my last thing on Cam Reddish is, look, when it's time, and don't trade, do not do something stupid like trade Cam for a first. Like, if we're going to trade Cam, use him in a package to get someone. I think I responded to uh, our listener, Tyler, that I was like, if we're trading Cam, just package him for someone. Like, don't, don't do something stupid where you're like, okay, here's uh, a first-round pick and, like, Heinrich Williams from the Thunder for Cam Reddish. Like, don't do that. If we're trading Cam, package him and get somebody who can, like, help now and, and help us very much now. That That's where, that's all I have to say of the Cam Reddish stuff. Yeah, I'm, uh... It, it's, are you in it's, the same boat with me, though, Logan? Are you, re- are, yeah, we, are you ready to let go? I've already been mentally letting go. And again, if slash when we trade him, I, you know, I'm gonna miss him. He's been fun to watch. He's a fun guy to root for, because, again, when he flashes, it's you know, he like you said, he's like the ideal archetype for a guy to put next to Trey. But the issue is like you're you're talking about fantasies there. Like I, the issue with a lot of Hawks fans, the Cam fam, you might say, I feel like they're just kind of like reading fan fiction or they're writing fan fiction when they talk about Cam. Because th- sometimes I don't think they're based in reality. Cam is not a great defender this year. He he can be, he absolutely can be, but he isn't. He's He's not 
should he start over TLC? Like, he's a better player for sure. Should he play more minutes? Sure. But he's not... He's just not that special, man. He's not. He could be. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. But I'm tired of could-bes and can-bes and, and might-bes, and I'm tired of that. I don't know how everyone else isn't. We're five games under 500 when we just had an Eastern Conference Finals trip. Frankly, if the Lakers weren't mid, we'd be we'd be like the laughing stock of the league. But, you know, luckily that many people don't really care about Atlanta. So, you know, we aren't. But we're disappointing. We're a disappointing team, and it's not Cam's fault. But he's also not really helping the case either. You know what I mean? It's not Cam's fault that the team is mediocre. But he could be doing better, you know, and for for the guy that we were hoping would be sort of the final piece, it's just looking like he's not quite the final piece. And also, it's also it also looks like we're not one piece away. It looks like we're back to being several pieces away. But, you know, <laughs> that's a whole separate issue. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, I always want to walk a fine line with Cam Reddish stuff because... Frankly, I don't want to piss off the Cam fam that bad. Uh, you know, sometimes I piss off some of the guys on the Hawks subreddit, and they get vicious. They get vicious, Jackson. But. Oh, it gets wicked up in there. I, I said something about the Cam Reddish fans. They linked me a Weight Watchers link, dog. Like, you know, props to that guy. He he kind of got me there. I got boomed on, whatever. Look, that happens. Anyways, no, they get vicious. Um, Logan, are you, are you good on Cam Reddish? I want to actually talk about our next topic. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm good on it for now. I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure it won't be I'm sure, oh, I'm sure it'll come back up. I'm sure by next episode we'll be doing another about 25-minute take on it. Look, next thing, it, it kind of feels like a throwback to uh, to last year around this exact same exact time. And that's going to be uh, John Collins. Look, in that Shams piece, it kind of talked about it, man. You know, John, this is like the third year in a row we've kind of had some sort of John Collins drama. We, for, remember 1920, John was suspended for the uh, steroids. 2021... John and Trey were apparently beefing. You know, that ended up not being... You know, I, I don't think everything in there was false. I don't think John and Trey were beefing. But also, there was some stuff going on. I think even John and Trey admitted that. That, like, you know, things did get out of hand and we solved it. Type, You know, brothers fight. That's just what they do. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. You know, friends fight and stuff. And now this year, John Collins, once again, it kind of seems like we're in another story with the media. It seems like another shams and, you know, the athletic getting more stories out of John. Look... I'm going to say it, Logan, and I know we weren't looking forward to doing this after extending him. Is is trading John Collins even a real possibility in your mind right now? Where are we at with this? Um, So I think my only real concern is, like, why does this keep getting leaked to the media when it's from John? That's my main concern. Um, You know, I, I'm... I, but he also... Maybe he does it to go out to the media to wake the team up. Like, maybe that's his method. I think John very clearly wants to be a vocal leader, which is great because the team clearly needs it. He wants to, like, he said, like, I'm banging my head against the wall trying to figure out how to solve this because it's like, it's just not working, which is the damn truth. No matter what happens, these guys just can't figure it out, right? Like, 
he's he's voicing the same frustrations I think all the fans have, right? So I don't think he's out of line. It's just a little risky, you know. And and he, him wanting the ball more, yeah. I mean, there's a stat. I think when his I think the stat is like when his usage percentage is above twenty percent this year, the Hawks are nine and eight or something. Not a great record, but above five hundred. And when it's below twenty percent, they're obviously well below five hundred. They're like five or six games below five hundred. So clearly, it doesn't seem like a big coincidence, or you know, when the when John gets more offense run through him. The team does better because he's super efficient. But uh, on the flip side, John is, uh, you know, hey, give me the ball, please. Um, but, you know, sometimes he gets a ball and he's backing up a guard and he loses the ball because he's not strong. Brandon Boston Jr. <laughs> like, he, he, <laughs> you can't give him the ball at the top of the key and consistently ask him to, you know, get to the hoop. That's not his style. You can't, you know, he, so yeah, he should get more touches and more shots, but you can't just give him the ball and say, go get a bucket. Cause that's just not his play style. But at the same time, he shouldn't be taking eight shots a game. He should be in the teens. He should have the second most besides Trey, unless it's like a bogey night where bogey shooting the lights out. So I'm mostly pro John Collins in this situation, but it is a little bit like, you know, why is there always a story every year? You know, why is there always drama and it, why is it always involving you? It's fair. It's fair to question it, in my opinion. Um, but I also just generally think he's trying to be a vocal leader and he's got to figure out how to do it. He's still young. It's not something he has had to do for too long. Obviously, these are the last two years where, frankly, the locker room culture mattered that much because they're actually trying to win. So he's trying to figure out how to do it best. And, you know, I mean, it's a damn truth. Somebody has to slap the table and be like, why are we so goddamn bad on defense? Can we why please? Why does nobody show any effort on defense? Can we please try? <laughs> like, I, I, he's just saying what we're all thinking, right? So part of me is like, what, what is wrong with the coaching staff this year? Because like you said earlier, the Gallo quote, he's basically saying there's no structure or hierarchy like there was last year. Why? Last year, we had a change in coaches, and we were more organized and, and more well-coached. How does that make sense? We look like a totally different team, and the thing is, we look like a way better team, hence why we made the Eastern Conference Finals run. You know, the Eastern Conference Finals run, you can call it a fluke, which I get like a lot of people. I mean, I people are frustrated. I, people it, it depends are on casting how you def- doubt on the Hawks. It, it depends on how you define fluke, because we were legitimately one of the four or five best teams in the league in the interim McMillan era. We just were. We were dominant for those yeah. three months. But if you, you know, I think maybe it's a fluke in terms of for those three months, the sum was so much greater than the, the whole was so much greater than some of his parts. Whereas obviously that's not, you know, the sum of the parts now is not that great. You know, maybe it was a fluke three months, but we we're still really good. We just, we earned that damn conference finals trip. It wasn't like the bubble where <clears throat> you could argue that it was all a fluke. Um, but it was, it was. But yeah, man, it's valid to question just about every part of the the organization right now. Like Travis Schlenk openly questioned his job last week. Nate McMillan, he's not going to be like, oh, I wonder if I'm, you know, maybe coach these guys uh, the wrong way, the wrong defensive scheme. But it's valid to question the coaches. And it's obviously valid to question the players because it looks so much like an effort and an energy issue. I don't know how the hell they looked less energetic than the Clippers 
when the Clippers had played 16 hours before and the Hawks had a day off. Like, what were they doing down in L.A.? Were, were they just messing around? I don't even know what there is to do in L.A. during, like, I don't know. COVID. <laughs> like, go to the clubs? That's the, what, what are you doing from the during the afternoon? I don't know. So it's like... It, it's it's fair. I I'm I I don't think John did much wrong. Like you can maybe argue the the methods with the media, but look, somebody has to say wake the fuck up, guys. Like <laughs> the season's half over and we're twelfth in the East, and this and the schedule is not going to magically. We're not going to just magically play the the Pistons and the Magic eight times in a row and go on yeah. another winning streak. It's not going to happen. You go, we're going to have to figure out how to win actual games. So, I mean, you also want to learn how to win actual game before you make the damn playoffs, and you're on yeah, national TV every yeah, night. Like, know, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Grind for the next three months to get to the eight seed and get swept by the Nets? That that doesn't sound. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to get put on Kyrie Irving's welcome back hoop mixtape. Like that's not happening. Yeah. So, um, I, I, what's your thoughts the on the John, John stuff? Thing. What, what's your what's look? Your first thoughts? of all, I said this, and you know, I brought the word trade. I don't think we can trade John. I don't think we should trade John Collins. You know, obviously, anybody can get traded. Look, I, like, I don't. I wouldn't trade John Collins at all. There's, there's just like you don't trade John for the number two next to Trey. It just you you trade for a guy to pair with John and Trey. In my opinion, yeah, John's the number three. That's the thing. Yeah, that that's uh, that's like the end game. You have like a John, a Jalen Brown, and a and a Trey. That's like the ideal yeah. thing. But anyway, go. Trey's ahead. your number one option. I think Trey's the number one option on a championship team, and John Collins is a very capable third option. You know, obviously, we talk a lot about like what John can't do. Like everybody, and that's been a big thing today. People are like John. He doesn't play make for others. Fair. John. He doesn't create his own shot. Fair. John. He doesn't you know dribble. He doesn't he doesn't initiate the offense. You know, John. I mean, ultimately, there's not many avenues in which the in which the Hawks can, you know, make John more of an option is. I mean he's a he's a big man who can shoot and who can, you know, post up. Look, one of the ways is and this is very simple, and this is something me, you, and E dub said on our podcast. If you want to get John Collins more involved in the damn offense, hey, how about you throw him a pass when he has an easy ass mismatch down low? Like that's still going on. I still wanna I still wanna say this. That is still going on. And sure, you know, we can make fun of John all we want to. We can be like, oh yeah, you got body by like 170 pound Brandon Boston Jr. Make all the jokes you want to. At the end of the day, if we want to involve John Moore, that's the easiest way to do it. We don't need John, and we shouldn't try to make John somebody who's on the perimeter trying to, you know, get into him bag and make his defender dance. That's that's stupid. That's idiotic. Do you hear yourself? Like John's not a guy who's gonna be who's gonna be the pick and roll ball handler. You know, that's not how this works. We need to figure out how to use John Collins better. So I don't have an issue of him, you know, going up to Nate McMillan. You know, I'm just gonna say if John's talking to Nate McMillan and he's like, hey, I want to get more involved in the offense. Like, look at my numbers. Look at how consistent I am. Look at uh, look at how efficient I am. Look at the numbers I put up. Look at how I've improved every single year. Like every year, I've improved my game. You know, I've improved my shooting. I've improved my three to throw shooting. I've improved my defense. Remember when John Collins was a bad defender, and now he's like an above average one? I would say is that fair? That's the thing. John has actually earned the right to go to the coaches and say I should be more involved. His his usage percentage is the lowest it's been since he was a rookie. A rookie under Budenholzer, who notoriously wouldn't play rookies. And he only played John the Throne Lobs of Dennis to pat Dennis' assist numbers, if we look back on it respectfully. <laughs> so that way we, so that way we that, can trade him through a better pick. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, facts. Um, 
no, we're just, I'm looking at this now. If John's having all that going off Nate McMillan and Nate McMillan's not changing anything, I have no issue with him going to the media. You know, because a lot of people want to just blame the coaching staff. I, you know, I won't, and the coaching staff's done a terrible job. Can I mean, that's fair. They're not the, and people oftentimes, they don't want to blame the players because they're, they're in love and they're attached with them. They don't, and so they just want to blame the coaching staff. Really, you look at the team, it's on both of them. The players don't give enough effort. The it's, players aren't playing as well as they should. They're not accepting the roles. It's, a, it's on everybody. It's on everybody. It's on everybody in all five. Like, even Travis, who everybody loves, it's on him, too. You know, yeah, we yeah. shouldn't have brought Lou back. We shouldn't have brought Lou back. We, we shouldn't have stood pat. I understand he couldn't have made a bunch of moves, but like Travis said, maybe running it back wasn't the best option. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't so, have extended Clint. I had to get that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, fair, 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 fair. Look, hey, hey, that's the number one thing that, like, I'm looking at, like, that that is that might be our Joker moment, respectfully. Look, I'm looking at everything. It, yeah, no, it definitely has been yours. As someone who podcasts with you, it definitely has. I can tell you that for sure. Look, looking back, everybody, this is on everybody. And like every, and, you know, we talked about you kind of. We brought it for a second. Trey's defense. It, he deserves to be held accountable for his too. Like Trey, we knew what we were getting when we drafted Trey, and we sure as hell knew what we were getting with Trey by the time we extended him. And anybody who says that they're lying, you know. You can say that, oh, Trey's improved on defense. We knew at the end of the day, when we draft Trey and when we sign Trey to that damn extension, this team has to be built in mind that Trey is not a good defender. And you know what? It has to be put in mind that Trey is a bad defender. All right? Because at the end of the day, that's just what he is. You know, obviously, if Trey applied more effort, gets pesky in the pass lanes, maybe we're talking about more like a below-average defender. Trey is a bad defender. His effort has been awful the past few games. Trey deserves to be held accountable. You're the franchise guy. If you want to lead by example, you have to lead by example on both sides of the ball. If people, if you're leading by example by playing bad and lazy defense, you're going to never guess what else your example is going to lead to for the guys you're leading by example. It's as simple as that. But it's so frustrating because this team should not be this bad. Like, guys like John Collins shouldn't have to go to the media and be like, yo, I'm not getting the ball enough. Because he's right. John needs more shot attempts. Like, there's no reason we should have to be watching Cam Reddish ISO on, on the three-point line and then airballing a three, uh, a pull-up three. We shouldn't have to watch TLC, you know, drive into the bucket. We shouldn't have to watch, you know, Trey, like, randomly ISOing. We should try to involve our guy who's a legitimate, like, third option. Is that fair to say? On, like, a championship team, he should have to be asking the head coach for, you know, things. Like, obviously, if John's like, hey, Nate, I want a more balling opportunities on the perimeter, you know, I'd hope Nate would be like, yeah, John, we're not doing that at all. Damn it, just pass the guy the ball like down low. Draw up more plays, you know, draw up more plays for just him and Trey and the PR. We all know how effective that is. I think I saw a stat today that was like, we're averaging 1.5 points per possession when John and Trey are in the pick and roll together. Why, why do we go away from that? Last year, that was so good. Year two, that was so good. It's it's crazy to me. It is crazy to me. Like how how just bad the Hawks are. Like they're not even bad from like like a coaching standpoint. Like because you can't just look at the coaches and be like, oh yeah, your system's bad, your rotations are bad. Like we we all talked about how good the depth was. The players just aren't performing. At some point, they have to be held accountable for that. And so does Nate Millen. I will say, even though Nate Millen hasn't coached in two weeks, I think he'll be the first one to admit this is this all falls on him ultimately. You're the head coach. Like you know the people under you. They're not implementing. You know. I'm sorry to say that Joe Putney not coming in the door and implementing his own system. He's running the same system as Nate, which is just with maybe different rotations. Yeah, there's. I don't know. Uh, it's it's frustrating, but no, don't trade John. I, I don't trade John unless you're getting like cat or something. <laughs> unless you're even then, it'd be like I'd really want to pair John and Cat personally. Yeah, but, yeah, facts. Or like Giannis, <laughs> which is not happening. Yes, like no. It's fun the, to think about though. <laughs> It, oh man, would be nice, but 
Yeah, so I don't think we're trading John. I think that was just straight up shams. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pro John. He's not a perfect guy. He's not a perfect player, but he's freaking trying, man. Like he's trying, and and sometimes it you can't say that about the rest of the team. Sometimes no. Sometimes this team straight up looks late. Like against the Clippers, I'm gonna be honest. Got to the third quarter, I turned the game off. I, I don't like there was NFL games going on. I was not gonna watch that. I'll just be honest to say it. Like if this team's not gonna you know put in the effort, put in the work to you know win games and be competitive at the very least, I'm not gonna watch. And when and, you have a mere coffee dropping twenty, all respect to the man. And that's the thing. Like if if somebody that was like, hey, I'm not a Hawks fan. Why are you guys struggling this year? If somebody asked me that, I'd straight up be like. Well, Trey is really good still. He's playing the best basketball of his life. John is playing really well. Um, Herder's doing okay. Everyone else just isn't playing well. That like that. I don't know how else to describe it. These guys just aren't playing well for the most part. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how else to put. It. Obviously, the the COVID week hurt our record by two or three losses. Like that's not great. But even without that, we're a below five hundred team and. We've we've lost like eight, nine games that we just shouldn't have by this point, and so I mean, what can you what can you really say? You know, it's just these guys are not playing well. I don't know what it'll take for them to play well. Maybe John bitching to the media will help. Maybe it'll hurt. Maybe this locker room is broken, and and we're gonna have to tear it down. Maybe maybe this is the final straw we need to just you know completely rebuild the team like around trade. Just say, all right, let's give this another shot. Take um, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's run this back. Hawks two point Um, let's talk about our next thing. You know, this is you know I feel like we've been, this has been very emotional. There haven't been some news to say. First things first. The Athletic reported Logan. Now this is rejoicing for me. I've seen enough of these trades to last me a lifetime. I don't like the trade idea. I actually hate it. And that's that there's five teams that are um, in the running for Jeremy Grant. And ladies and gentlemen, your Atlanta Hawks are not one of them. And personally, that makes me very happy. Uh, Those five teams were, I believe, the Knicks, the Wizards, Lakers, Blazers. I mean, look, we're not in the Jeremy Grant trade talk. So stop sending. Look, keep your Jeremy Grant trade to Atlanta away from me because it's not going to happen. I don't want it to happen. Jeremy Grant is empty stats. He was with the Denver Nuggets and wasn't even a top four option. I don't want him on the, the Hawks. And th- think about it. We're paying, we'd be paying 40 mil. We'd be paying almost $60 million combined between Capella, Jeremy Grant, and Collins. Do you hear how insane that sounds? <laughs> no, we'd be paying... <laughs> we'd be paying like 70 combined for <laughs> our power forwards and John, Gallo, and Grant. Because Grant's a oh freaking power God, forward. Oh, my God. I need to think... I mean, yeah. probably if you do trade for Grant, you do sing Gallo. That's, to be fair, yeah, that, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. But that is insane to me. There was people who were like, "Yeah, let's just get Jeremy Grant for like Cam Reddish, Gallo in a first. I'm like, "Oh my god! Like, if we're gonna trade all that, let's get someone better. Like, let's just like no more half measures. Let's go all the way in. Like, don't get Jeremy Grant. Go after Brandon Ingram or Jalen Brown. You know, Bradley Bill, somebody like that. Cat. Like, if you're gonna do this, go all the way in. Don't just half dick and get Jeremy Grant, who's God for. Oh my god, he's awful. I don't like Jeremy Grant. I get he's an upgrade, but it's empty stats. Him next to John and Capella's weird. He's not a real three. He's like a hybrid four. He's also not that special. Like, good for him no, for getting his bag no. and, and uh, expanding his repertoire a little bit. He's just not that guy. Um, truthfully, You're not giving Jeremy Grant the ball in the late stages of the game and asking him to get you a bucket. Um, I'm pretty sure the Pistons have against the Hawks, and it didn't see, work. <laughs> see, I will say, there's a key word in that, the Pistons. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it, you know, it's uh, the the big trade that won't happen, but it'll be fun to think about for a little bit. Will be the Ben Simmons trade. Um, yes, sir. It can, it was it, it was reported by Shams today. That's two R. There's two writers now between. Yeah, uh, I I, I think it? I think the Hawks have officially called and asked. Basically, you know what I mean. I think that's real. I think Schlenk was like, "Look, man, we need some help. <laughs> Who do we call?" He says Ben Simmons. Look, yeah. we talked about Ben Simmons in our last episode. Me and you did together. We went pretty in the depth about his fit and like how we felt about him. Let's talk about like actual trades for Ben Simmons, okay? Like let's let's try and let's try and workshop a trade together. Logan. I don't think we've the, ever the, really done this before. The issue is Daryl Morey. He doesn't want it's uh, delusional. He, yeah, he's delusional. He doesn't want uh, Gallo for uh, salary. Cam Bradish, Jalen Johnson, two first. He doesn't want that type of package. He wants a top twenty-five player for whatever freaking. Yeah, because you can you can trade a guy who's you've ostracized basically out of the organization for a, a all-star level guy. That's that's how that works, right? But so he from the Hawks, he would want John Collins. Like I'm very confident that's what he'd want, and I just don't think he'd get it. I wouldn't want him to get it either. Um, so realistically, I don't think the trade happens without a third team, and that that's a whole can of worms. I don't want to open on this podcast. Maybe we have a trade special just just because I want to. You know, I like Jackson. I want to make him happy. He he deserves a trade episode. But realistically, I don't know what we could do besides Gallo for salary, Cam Reddish, Jalen Johnson, and picks. Like that. That's the only realistic thing to me. Let, let me let me propose this to you, Logan. Because I'm don't, not gonna. I don't, don't want to trade. We're not Herder. making a trade. I don't want to trade Hunter either. Let let's let's do a bit of of workshopping together right now. Think about a three team deal because I don't think we have like that star player that you know the Sixers are looking for. It, like the only guy we have that would fit that is Trey, and <laughs> we're not no. trading Trey. We're not trading Trey at all. Then we're especially not trading him for Ben Simmons. Um. Let's see. Let's say you do something like Gallo, Cam, Jalen, and like a first or two to the Kings. And the Kings give the Sixers Fox and we get Simmons. Is that too much? Maybe. Mm. Well, I th- hypothetically, I th- hypothetically, I th- Ben, Ben, Ben I th- says, yeah, I want to play with you. I think that, I think the Sixers would have to give the Kings like Tyrese Maxey or something there. Yeah, true. Well, hold, let's take a first away from us because I feel like two firsts yeah, plus Jalen sure. plus Cam plus Gallows is a better. Which, one. which by the so, way, needs to be said. This year's first is lottery protected because this year's first yeah. might be juicy. No, I'm not suck. giving up this year's first. <laughs> I'm not giving up this year's first simply because like I don't know what happens if we add Ben Simmons into the fold, and that yeah, scares also, me. Like, also, Ben Simmons. Maybe he, he he may not have picked a basketball up in six months by now. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Vince Simmons may just be chilling in like California and hitting hitting up the the workout facility with the Sixers like once a week. Look, let let let's see. I I I don't know how I feel about giving up Jalen. I haven't been too impressed by Jalen. I feel like Jalen. I feel like Jalen best used as a trade chip, so I'm going to keep him in there. But obviously, it's very flexible. Yeah. There. Let's the say issue, you do something like. The issue is he's just he's another potential guy, but. When in the next three years are we going to be able to play him thirty minutes? A game? Yeah, I mean, especially when so. when people are getting angry and stuff. Like, we really can't risk you know Trey getting angry for the sake yeah, of yeah. everything that's holy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you do something like Gallo, Cam, Jalen, a first, like a twenty twenty four first. You think that's fair? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the King, the Kings send Fox to Philly, and then Philly sends Simmons to us. They send like not. Well, yes, Maxi and like a first, their first this year. 
Wait, everybody should be happy. I, I, at, at that point, I think that's too much for Fox. I think Fox isn't that great, honestly. Uh, well, you're only giving Maxi enough first. No. And no Cam way. Reddish. And, and yeah, yeah. Which I know we just had a 20-minute talk about how Cam Reddish wasn't that good. But for for a rebuilding team, Cam Reddish is a good trade chip. Because he, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, if, if Cam goes to Sacramento, going like thirty-five minutes a night. That's great. Yeah, you, good for you. Yeah, he's he's their only wing. I'm pretty sure, right? <laughs> oh, oh, he's I their only thought, like bigger wing. I, I thought of something else. Good. We should also get Harrison Barnes from the Kings. Mm. Oh, oh, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like if you, I feel like Harrison Barnes. I, feel, I don't know. That gets. But we'll be getting rid of Gallo. Tricky. We'll be getting rid of yeah. Gallo. So we need another and Jalen. We need another power forward. Come on in, Harrison. No, I don't know how salary works because we'd be taking in like fifty mil. You know, I'm on. I'm going to be honest. I was just honestly talking to you, and I haven't really been like keeping up with the trade on my phone. But I mean, I could. I don't know. I I I do agree with you on hindsight that that's probably too much for Fox. Just being honest. Um, like, he also sucks this year, except against yeah. us. Obviously, against <laughs> us, he's amazing. But we're bad on defense, so. You know. Look, yeah, every look. Amir Coffee just went for twenty against us. We really shouldn't be evaluating people. <laughs> Avery Bradley dropped twenty one. Oh my gosh, that was seeing Avery Bradley torch Trey. I was I was in shambles. I was ready to cry. I was ready to call it a day. I think I shed more tears over that one minute Twitter video clowning Trey for his defense against the Lakers than I did at all for the Falcons losing their last game of the season to the Saints. Just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Do something like H Barnes back to us. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't. I don't know I the. Think. I don't know how the salary there works. I think that's too much salary. And obviously we we wouldn't send out bogey that that'd be too much. Maybe we send out who has like a ten mil salary. Um, Delon. Delon. <laughs> but then we need a backup point guard. Oh wait, no. Even if oh no 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 no. Even if just bring in uh, Simmons and H Barnes, you're you're getting fifty. Fifty three point three million dollars in salary cap. Gallo, you're sending out twenty. You're sending what? out. 28 with Gallo and DeLon. So you're getting close, but you're going to have to... And then another Reddish piece is, is like, 5. Yeah, Reddish is 5. Lou is 5. That's oh, if, 10. If, if only we could trade you, Clint. If only we could trade you. But we yeah, can't. no, this is the perfect time to throw Clint in the trade talks. But but we can't. Yeah, you're, no, you can't. You're still pretty... You're Even after you throw in uh, those three... Oh, Gorgie? Oh, wait, that actually might do it. Who even knows, man? We we aren't going into the salary or ta- in the into the into the taxes here. That's just not going to happen. So really, the Harrison Barnes thing is a pipe dream. But you know, I thought of, I thought it'd be nice. I, I I think he's a pretty good player. I think he gets a bad rep for that one finals performance. But you know, no, you're absolutely right. But you know, we we can uh, we can. You know, this more... trade stuff is too. I've been trying to like slowly calculate it while we've been talking. I just can't get it. You know, yeah. I'm sure someone out there smarter than me with more time can do it, but I can't. This is like, we we can do this later. We can do this another time. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Is there anything else going on with the Hawks? Jeremy Grant doesn't want to come here. We already talked. To, well, Jeremy Grant's. Well, we don't want Jeremy Grant here. Thank the Lord. Ben Simmons isn't. We're interested in Ben Simmons. Like it kind of seems. It kind of seems like between the Mark Spears and Shamsing, it seems like like you were saying Schlink's contacted the Sixers by now. Yeah, I'm and sure there's been nothing else on any I'm other sh- fronts. I'm sure I'm that sh- the Travis is call. making calls. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure by the end of the week there'll be another news story. 
<laughs> as the Hawks lose their seventh straight. <laughs> Who's our next game? I feel like we've done zero. This is the first time in a while we've just stripped, like, not talked about or previewing the games. I feel like we've only mentioned, like, two Hawks results. No, nobody wants to talk about the two games no. against Clippers and Lakers. They were just bad. Our next game we get, oh, Miami. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> you ready for our next five games? Uh, yeah. You're playing Miami at home Miami, on Wednesday. Miami, uh, at Miami Bucks, on Friday. Bucks. Knicks on Saturday. And, Bucks on Monday. And then Timberwolves on Wednesday. Then Miami again. Then Miami, Charlotte, Sacramento. Boston. And then you're playing the Lakers. Oh, my God. We're, and then the Suns. Oh, we're, we're, we're going in the dumpster, dog. Oh, my God. Well, I will say, more draft episodes on the way. What's our, wait. Oh, God. Um. Oh, oh, oh. We're at 14. So we're basically middle of the road for strength of schedule left. So theoretically, a good team would be able to make the play, would be able to turn this around. But uh, the Hawks aren't very good. I feel like if there's any synopsis or takeaway from this, from this episode, everything else you could disagree with. One thing that every Hawks fan can agree on is right now we are not a good team. And something has to change, and it's probably a major change at this point. I don't know, man. I I'll, Right now it feels like we're going to be doing a lot of draft episodes. That's all. That's Which all. Which isn't. Hey, I will say this draft. <laughs> me and me and half are talking. Well, me and Garrett were talking about this. It's not the best draft. So let's hope. Let's get a high pick, boys. If you're gonna suck, suck and do it good. We need ourselves Apollo Banchero. Um, I do want to say, Logan. You know, before we start wrapping up, we're about an hour and five minutes in the podcast. Anything else you want to say regarding mm-hmm. the Hawks? Regarding the Hawks, no. I I don't like them right now. I'm very upset with them. They are um let, let let's do a brief uh let's do a brief eulogy on the Falcon season. It's over. Are we I will say ending up with eight thick it sounds pretty good. This is a Hawks podcast, but I know we're both Falcons fans. Well probably as much as a Falcons fans you can realistically be now. I know nobody's like capping for the I, Falcons much anymore. I, I just want to say I was one game off of my prediction. Remember last year I got the prediction perfectly right. I said four and twelve. This year I said we'd go six and eleven, we went seven and ten. I was one game off. So I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty smart. Have you right seen now. the schedule for next year? It's pretty tough. I'm actually interested yeah, in what you're. We're going I mean, five and twelve. Season, we're going five and twelve next okay, year. Okay, okay. We're getting another really five good and tw- pick. Five and twelve, like people are getting fired. Five and twelve, or five and twelve, like oh yeah, good season. Let's keep building. Five, five and twelve, hot seat. Five and twelve. Oh, okay. Like, like hey. Matt Rule, like Matt Rule, you know. Oh, I I feel like Matt Rule's almost out. <laughs> but that's because I feel like he's more or less just like completely mismanaged the Panthers. Anyways, a yeah. complete uh, a eulogy on the Falcon season. It was watchable in a very like yeah I am watching this and at times I enjoy it. But also it was watchable because we won games and our games were interesting where we won. We had a ton of games settled settled by one score, which is kind of interesting. But also at the same time, it was bad football a lot of the time because we the, the Falcons had a bad roster. I, I watched a lot of it just because I work now, and on Sundays I just want to do nothing. And I was like, oh, I'll turn it on. They're a bad team. They're going to be worse next year. I'm looking forward to the draft. But Go dogs. Looking forward to the draft. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, tonight is the national championship. Logan, Yeah. you're, you're alumnus of UGA. I feel like if anybody's listening to the podcast, they know it. I'm not going to do a predict. You know, I will do a prediction for tonight, but I want you to go first. What's your prediction for the night? The rematch. This, this is the one that matters, though. Like, the SEC championship – if you Ultimately, win the national championship, matter. you don't give you don't you don't give up you don't get you don't care about the SEC championship. What, what's I, your prediction for tonight? I I'm are not you gonna, feeling confident. I'm not going to be a doomer. I'm I'm predicting the dogs win just because I want to be positive. I'll say dogs twenty seven, Bama twenty. Okay, like a late game winner or just like Bama comes up short at the end. Uh, I'll say 
it's the sort of thing where the dogs have like a two score lead and then Bama cuts it close, but um, the dogs misses the onside kick. Maybe, you know, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I ultimately do actually just think George is the better team. And, and at some point, some point they're going to beat Bama. Right. Right. So, I mean, eventually <laughs> it has to happen. Yeah. If so. it doesn't happen now, I don't know if it'll happen ever. <laughs> I don't know if it'll happen in the Kirby Smart era. And Kirby's too good no, to I... fire, so <laughs> maybe we'll just never yeah. beat him. <laughs> um, you, you just have to pray that like it's one of those things where like Auburn just wins the West and you know they <laughs> yeah. you go into the you make the playoffs and well, there's that, no that's chance the thing. of that's, playing. That's out what anymore. happened the first time we went to the national championship under Kirby. And then Bama was still there at the end to beat us, <laughs> so it was messed up. But you gotta, you you gotta. Eventually, you just gotta start praying for Nick Saban's downfall. Like, yeah, at some oh, point he's well, gotta retire. Man. Basically, he's gotta retire. Yeah, look, he's not gonna get younger. Yeah. All right, my prediction for tonight. I'm gonna go. I don't really like. I know I'm a Georgia Tech fan and all. I don't know. It's kind of hard to like be like, oh yeah. I don't care about I don't like I don't like UGA. Fuck UGA and all that. Like our robbery's kind of dead just because how bad Georgia Tech sucks. I don't know. Like if Georgia wins, I'm not gonna wake up tomorrow in shambles or anything. Like I really won't care. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Alabama 34, Georgia 23. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's certainly possible. There, I understand why people would say Bama's gonna just do it again because the dogs. Got their ass beat last time by Bama, but you know I'm I'm being optimistic. So, are you That's confident? A, what are, what? on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you? Nah, four. I'm not confident. That's but, not bad. No, but one I, being it, like Atlanta Falcons. The other team has the ball. Forty five seconds there on our twenty yeah, yard a four. line. I'm four, a four point game. I'm a okay, four. Okay. Okay. Ten being like Cam Reddish driving to the bucket, and Cam Reddish has confidence in himself yeah. driving to the bucket. <laughs> Cam Reddish fan base confidence in him is a 10. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, that'll pretty much wrap up today's episode. Logan, do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, thank you guys. You know, long episode. Hopefully, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, thank you guys for following us, talking to us on Twitter. Shout out to uh, all our Patreons. Uh, you know, Reb, shout out to you for joining the Patreon. Yeah, shout out to Reb. I was about to say that. We hadn't shouted you out yet. But thank you to Reb for uh, joining the Patreon. He joined the $10 tier. Ad-free content. Just saying. You know, patreon.com slash Hawks Talks. $10 and $15 option a month. You get ad-free content for forever. Every past episode of Hawks Talks is available ad-free. So if you just want to, one day you're just bored, want to binge all the Hawks Talks episode with no ads, just us. Un, just us. Want to listen no to pauses. pods from a happier time six months yeah, ago? Yeah. Hey. Somebody was like, well, give me your top five podcast episodes. I want to listen to them all now. I should have just linked them the ones with the playoffs. I was like, here you go. These are the good ones. <laughs> Don't listen anymore. Don't listen to any of the recent ones. You'll just be sad. Yeah. You'll I'll, see two I, men I, I will devolve say some, into pain. Some, some of our Doomcaster all-timers, though. That's, uh, you know. The Doomcast like are some of, of our best work. But the thing is, like, we have to be careful how much we release them because, like, we don't. That's our. That's kind of our thing. But it's it's kind of it's like the McRib. They only bring it back once <laughs> a year at a very specific and short time for a very good reason. Yeah, maybe that camera fan was right to send you a Weight Watchers link. He just compared us to a fucking McRib. That's crazy. Hey, I will say, back on the weight loss grind. That that's a little life update for me. Anyway, you know, thank you guys for listening.
Yeah, thank you, thank you for all the support recently. I mean, even though the Hawks have gotten worse, the numbers on the Hawks have definitely haven't gotten worse. So we need to thank you all for listening. I mean, it means a lot to us that, you know, the team is pretty unwatchable, pretty bad, but <laughs> you people are still, you know, supporting us, you know, listening and everything. So we really appreciate that. Um, as always, be sure to check us out on Twitter. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. Be sure to check us out on Patreon. All the links are in the description. As always, thank you for listening for episode 85 of the Hawks Talk Podcast. As always, I'm Jackson. And speaking for us, me and Logan, we'll see you on the next episode of Hawks Talks. Thank you. Goodbye. Love you. At Sandy Spring Bank, we care about people, not transactions. So we concentrate on creating personalized solutions to start or grow a business that provides for your family, to purchase a home that will house the memories you make there, to save so you can enjoy today and then pass on your legacy to future generations. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk. Visit sandyspringbank.com real. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.